Hey, I'm Anna. I'm Daisy. Welcome to Becoming Mama, our safe space podcast all about navigating parenthood and doing it your way. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hey guys, welcome back to Becoming Mama, or if this is your first time listening, then welcome. It's so nice to have you here. This podcast is a completely safe space for parents to come and listen where there is absolutely no judgment. We basically just get a different mum on each week and have a bit of a chat and open up some honest conversations around things about motherhood that we feel are not talked about enough to hopefully make you feel less alone. So let's get into it and introduce who we have today. She's the mama of two babies who are close in age. She's given birth during lockdown. She runs her own business helping wean babies all over the world and she still has time to post gorgeous pictures on Instagram. If you hadn't guessed already, it's the superwoman that is Rachel Strickland. Hi. <laughs> oh my God, that was perfect, literally. I thought that was like a pre-recording. And then it was so perfect. You're so funny. Um, First question for you, my love. We really just want to actually ask you how you are, because obviously there's weird lockdowns at the moment. Everyone is struggling. And I know that your daughter, Bella, was born during lockdown as well. So you have two young kids at home and it's kind of just you and them a lot of the time. How are Mm. you actually doing and how have you been finding things? I found this lockdown quite hard compared to the rest. Like the one in summer, I just didn't, I wasn't even bothered about, to be honest, because I was pregnant. I just wanted to laze around anyway. I didn't really want to go out. And we could just sit in the garden, stuff like that, just get the pool out, things like that. Yeah. But now it's just we can't go outside much. There's yeah. nothing to do. It's dark. It's boring. It's actually quite depressing. Like sometimes I feel like so stressed out with it all. And mm. I just need to get out of the house, which is why we go on a walk like every day. But oh my god, it's so boring. I just I'm so <laughs> bored. To be honest, I'm finding it really difficult this time. I feel like this time is really hard as well, isn't it? Because in summer, like the first lockdown, you kind of didn't really I think everyone kind of thought that it would be a few weeks, then it'd be over. Yeah. Whereas this time not really any yeah, yeah. and it's been going on so long. And like you said, it's colder and darker and it's like not as nice just being out but there's nothing else you can really do you know no and it's just being stuck in with them all the time like it's it's harder it's like it's harder to be I feel like it's easier looking after children when you're out I know some people are scared to go out they don't like going out but I actually do find it easier like Bella just sleeps in the pram like Luca just gets on with whatever we're doing um and it's just so much easier but we're just day in day out just sitting at home in front of the telly and they get bored and they're moaning and it's just it's difficult I think it's difficult I'm really glad that you're being so honest because we were actually saying before like I think a lot of people can sort of be like I'm so productive in my lockdowns like you know work out this that the other and it's like yeah a lot of the time I'm sure we are doing that but at the same time everyone is struggling with this it's such a weird world we're living in and I'm just really glad that you're telling us like how you're really feeling um and I just yeah we're gonna get out of it but it is tough and like we sometimes you just have to say that yeah, it is difficult. I do find it difficult anyway. I don't know. I don't know who would be enjoying this. It's awful. <laughs> Even if you don't have kids, I bet you'd be like, if I didn't have kids, I'd probably be bored out of my mind. It'd probably be worse. Yeah, I was thinking this. I was thinking if I didn't have kids, like, what would I be doing? So I wouldn't be able to go out with my friends. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to go out on the weekends. Like clubs have been closed for so long. Like what would I even yeah. be doing? I'd That's when you probably just would be like working out. I feel like I'd just be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> and the energy yeah. <laughs> nothing else to do um how old is Bella because obviously you had her during lockdown how old is she five months so 
She's still, t- but she's massive. Like she doesn't look five months. I don't think. <laughs> Luca, what's the age gap between them? So Luca's twenty months. Okay. Oh my god, fifteen. So he was about. He was just over six months when I got pregnant with Bella. Oh wow! How did you find that? I was so scared. Like obviously, it wasn't planned. <laughs> I didn't know that was obvious. at all. Not, not planned, and I just. I just remember thinking, shit, like, oh my God. Yeah, like, at first, I just, I couldn't believe it. And then after a while, I think it was like a couple of weeks, I started feeling better about it. And I was like, yeah, I'd I'd rather have them close together anyway. So I was like, I'll just do it now. And... Yeah, it was hard though. Being pregnant with a baby is hard. Yeah. So obviously I'm 14 weeks pregnant now and I'm actually okay because Flo has a good nap in the... She's napping loads at the moment. I think because she's just started like walking the whole time. She's using so much more energy. So she's knackered, which is fine by me. So she has yeah, quite, yeah. A morning in, uh, quite a good nap in the morning and then she'll have like a two hour nap in the afternoon. So I just like have a little nap when she sleeps but I imagine yeah, yeah. like how did you that, find it towards the end I can imagine that getting really hard to be honest I found the first trimester really hard because I just was so tired and I just really couldn't be bothered to be constantly <laughs> being a mom. I just wanted to be yeah. in bed I, with Luke when I was pregnant I just sat and watched Netflix and ordered dominoes and was just so lazy but with this time around I couldn't do anything like that and mm-hmm. I just felt I don't know like it, it was hard and then as I got to the second trimester I just got all my energy back and I felt okay and then the last I think it was like the last two weeks I just felt really heavy and tired yeah but I feel like you cope with it like it becomes I feel like you're better the second time around because you're always on your feet I didn't feel like I ate much or anything like that like with because I was so lazy with Luca and my nurse said she said it's probably because your muscles are always moving you're always on your feet you're always doing something it's actually good to like move them it stops you from aching and it allows you to sleep better and stuff because yeah they're not aching as much so I actually found I had a bit more energy but yeah it's still tiring like it was tiring yeah it was hard (laughs) and I felt so guilty going into labor that's when I felt so guilty leaving him why just oh really that's normal isn't it though yeah because you were breastfeeding weren't you yeah, so I, I never left him, really. I've, I never had, had a night apart from him. I'd only ever left him for, like, a few hours. Wow. And then I snuck out in the night, and then he didn't wake up to me, obviously. But then I was there, like, two days, and just over two days. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was horrible. I missed him so much. Did he would come and visit you when you'd had her in the hospital? Or was he not allowed? No one could, so... Just had to wait. I thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> with Bella because obviously you're one of the mums who's given birth during a pandemic how did you find it and I guess how did you find it compared to the birth with Luca who which wasn't during a pandemic Mm. Uh, it was so bad (laughs) I'm not gonna lie it was awful not because of the pandemic like that was fine okay (laughs) like as soon as I was four centimeters I was allowed like um their dad to come in whatever um so that that was fine like the beginning bit was awful because I was taking ages to dilate and I was in so much pain um and then I started because she was so big she was 10 pounds too so she was massive wow were you overdue uh yeah I was overdue by just over a week so I was 
just over a week overdue. Yeah. Right. Ten the biggest two. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is a big baby. Was Luca a big baby as well? He was nine pounds seven. <laughs> These yeah, yeah, I have big babies, and then um, literally, I started like my cervix was so swollen because she was so big, and I'm so tiny, yeah. like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really petite and like small, and yeah. she was too big for me. And basically, they're saying she's too big for your big for you. Your cervix is trying to close because it's saying it can't do it. Oh and I was like, what? And then like it was swollen, so it was really painful and stuff. So I had to have epidural, and then. They said you're going to have to go into it for a C-section because you're just not dilating. So I was dreading that. Yeah. And I went in and that was all set up and whatever. And then they will just, they'd numbed me up. They were just about to cut me open. And then they were like, okay, you've suddenly gone 10 centimetres dilated. We need to put her out now. So they got like these giant forceps. Oh my God. And pulled her out so quick. And she was in so much trouble. Yeah, this is in the theatre. <laughs> oh my god it was just horrendous to be honest it was just so painful I remember laying there thinking I'm going to die I'm going to die Rachel thing is that's not how you would ever picture a labor going like I've actually never heard of a labor like that so I can understand why that was just like quite traumatic no it's very rare so for anyone listening to this yeah. like your second baby usually comes very fast and easy that's it, a less complicated labor with Luca was that very different so Luca's was long but it was just in the in the maternity suite bit I was yeah. it was just as normal but I did have four sips with him because he was so big yeah but it, it wasn't as like traumatic or painful yeah. as Bella was um but yeah they were both <laughs> they weren't easy labors and they even said to me are you going to have a third and I was like no and they were like yeah it's probably not a good idea because it'll probably be even bigger <laughs> I'm not I having like 11 pounds baby no way babies and you're so small that is so unfair on your body <laughs> I feel so I know. it's because I was big and their dad was a really big baby their dad was like 10 pounds and I was nine pounds something so we make big babies it's like a genetic thing apparently like if you were a big baby you have big babies that makes sense that works I think it is that the more babies you have they get bigger don't they yeah they get bigger yeah that's why I'm not having a third as well <laughs> there's no way I can't go through that again like I was traumatized I was traumatized how are you feeling about it now like five months on do you kind of feel like you've come to terms with it or are you still I'm fine but like I still like if any of the girls met, like say are you gonna have a third or whatever I'm just like no no I can't go through that again can't go for it again I, I still remember it it still feels fresh in my head like, you know, with Luca, I felt like I forgot the labour. And, like, a few months later, I was like, oh, yeah. I could do that again. I miss it. Yeah. Do you think if it wasn't to do with the labour, you would consider having a third? Or are you happy and you feel complete with your two? Probably not. I feel complete. Like, I feel like I want to be able to still give them, like, a lot of my one-to-one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to do a lot with them and, like, have the money to do a lot with them. And yeah. I just feel like I would be spreading myself thin to be having more and I just wouldn't be the best I can be I know people do it but like I just feel like I couldn't I couldn't do it what our podcast is all about it's your family it's your life you're so entitled I think there's probably quite a thing isn't there where it's like well you should why are you not having more babies like even like us finding ourselves naturally asking you that it's actually like why is that, you know, why does that have to happen? It doesn't. You can have as many babies yeah. as you want. You know, so but that's I feel like you. it's always a thing. Like, if someone has one baby, people kind of ask, like, oh, are you going to give him or her a sibling? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you have 
people yeah. expect to have another one it's like just you whatever do you whatever want. feel yeah but when you do what the thing is when you do have a boy and a girl mm. that doesn't happen as much like people don't say you're go, going to have another one they just assume you're happy because you've got one of each sort of thing so you don't actually get questioned as much but if you have like two yeah. boys there, you always get the question like do you want a girl do you want a girl Very true. or if you have one boy it's always like do you want a girl and it's like i'm okay with a boy like it's fine I just don't care. That's, that is quite funny, isn't it? It's always like, like, but would you secretly want this? Would you secretly want that? It's like, oh, like whatever you get, you're going to be like, it just doesn't matter. But um, no. did you, you said that, so Bella wasn't planned, but when you found out you were pregnant, were you kind of like, uh, like, had you had you planned to have two? Or was, so was that kind of like, okay, fine. Or her, were you not even thinking about a second one? Like when that happened? What no, I definitely thought? wanted a second. Yeah, I definitely wanted a second, but I was thinking more when Luke was about two. Right, yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking right now because Savannah's one, and I'm like, I I can understand why you were so panicked because I am nowhere near ready for another one. Yeah. So like, I'm not pregnant yeah. now. I oh my god, I have a toddler. Like, what the hell is happening? So I totally sympathise, but I guess you just do it. Like, I'm sure you just got on with it, right? Yeah, I just had to really. There was no option because <laughs> I just thought to myself, well, it's happening now, so I've just got to go with it. And actually, yeah. I bet you say now it's like the best because I can see their relationship. They look like they are just so like in love with each other. Do you feel like it was actually a really great age gap? Yeah, I'm so glad I've done it. But at first, like Luca was not happy. Like he wasn't happy, and I felt so guilty. Like I had horrible mum guilt. And there's probably some mums who are going to be listening to this who I was messaging, like literally crying, like I feel so bad. Like what have I done? I was, I was, I, I felt awful. Like I, I was fine my whole pregnancy. I know some mums get feel guilt in their pregnancy. But I didn't mm. feel it in my pregnancy. And as soon as she was born and I came home, I just because I wasn't because I wasn't used to like looking after two. I was like having to like get used to like I don't know tending yeah. to them both like having like I don't know my it was all messed up, and I just yeah. felt like I couldn't do it and um. I don't know I was so upset like literally every half an hour I was crying oh I just you. felt like I'd abandoned Luca like it's so strange now because it was obviously yeah. a hormone for everything because I was so over the top but <laughs> I just I felt I felt such guilt I felt like I'd just like left him <laughs> I don't know how long did that last? Like, how long did it take you to get over that guilt about a week and then I was literally yeah, fine as soon sense. as my body had settled and everything all my hormones had settled I was fine and then also I guess like you get into like that just becomes that's your family so it becomes it like it just goes into family life and then it's it's normal so it's not like Bella was there for like just two days and then disappeared like that is that's it forever so I guess you just like adjust to it as a family anyway yeah yeah and he wasn't great with her at first so that's why I had guilt as well he wasn't like bad he didn't understand like he was just scared of her and he didn't like when she cried he cried he didn't like it and he was just so petrified of her. He wasn't bonding. I thought like he'd see her and want to like cuddle her yeah. and like you know what people show like that's what people show yeah. and it's not always real. Like wow. he didn't like her for about two months. I'm not gonna lie. I'm really glad you're saying that. Was he? Um, because actually I've heard a lot of stories of like brothers or sisters who will be <laughs> even like aggressive with their with their sibling when they come home because it's like obviously you're gonna be like what the hell is this child doing? Like, that's that's my mom. Like get off my mom. So was he aggressive or was yeah. he just like not a fan? <laughs> He wasn't aggressive. He just didn't want to be near her. Like, if I just walked over with her, 
he would like run away like he just did not want to be near her I, I think he could just couldn't understand why she was here like who she was why she was here and like he was a bit frightened of her because she was just like this tiny little baby I don't think he's ever been around a newborn to be honest well, obviously, but, yeah. and also, I think, you say, I think you forget what new, what you even have to do day to day with a newborn, because I look back now, and that was over a year ago for me, so I'm like, I don't even remember, like, what I did with a newborn, so you, probably for you as well, that was quite weird having to do all the newborn stuff, as well as the toddler stuff, and keep them both happy, like, it's just such a weird time. It is, like, literally, your world feels like it's been turned upside down, like, everything, all your routines have got to, have yeah. got to change. But, like, you do, like, settle in quickly. Like, it is scary at first, but you do get used to it quickly and you make new routines and, like, you just get used to it. I do I do think going from zero to one is harder than going from one to two, most definitely. Oh, that's what people always say, don't they? Because it's, like, your whole life is going... Like, well, yeah, your whole life is changing when you have one. And I was also going to say earlier, I think um, a lot of people, when they're pregnant with their first they don't that there's you like you were saying earlier you know how you were saying you can sit there and eat mcdonald's and just do nothing because all you're doing is waiting for your child like you're just so excited but then when you start having your second one and stuff like you're so used to that mum life that like you're just doing it you have your routine you're really busy you can't sit down and do nothing so then having two isn't at all as big a a jump because you do it anyway so yeah Yeah, and you're just not nervous you just like i remember with everything, I was so nervous. I didn't even sleep, like, the first month of Luca's life. Like, I'd just stare at him, like, touching his chest, making sure he was breathing. Like, I was just petrified. And I literally, when Bella came home, I just slept normal. I just got on as normal. Like, yeah, I, managed, yeah. I managed to breastfeed her, like, so easily because I'd been doing it for, like, a year anyway. Like, I knew what I was doing. Whereas before, I was, like, trying to, like, get him in position and trying to get him to latch. And I didn't know how, and it was, like, stressful. So I feel like yeah. it was much easier. Like I just knew what I was doing and that yeah. made it easier. We actually wanted to talk about breastfeeding. So did you did. stop breastfeeding when you were pregnant or did you go up until Bella was actually born? So I stopped breastfeeding about two or three months before she was born oh, um, wow. because I just wanted a little bit of a break before I was doing another year. I was like, I need yeah. a little bit of a break. Plus, I didn't want him to be so attached and get so jealous when she was feeding. So I needed to cut it out. Um, How was it for you emotionally stopping breastfeeding him? Did you find that quite hard after doing it for quite a while? At first, I had guilt and I just thought, because he doesn't have a dummy. He doesn't have any sort of comfort or anything. Like, literally, Mm -hmm. I was his comfort and breastfeeding was his comfort. So I felt Mm -hmm. really guilty about taking it away um but I don't know I just had to like I think knowing that Bella was coming is what pushed me um whereas I probably would have gave in if I was doing it like for no reason basically I probably would have gave in but I just couldn't and literally within about four days he forgot about it like we had tantrums and screaming for four days but then after that he just adjusted and he's been so good and did he take a bottle fine straight away? Because I know that people struggle with that, trying to get their breastfed babies to then take a bottle. Sometimes they'll reject it. Was that quite a smooth transition for him as well? We tried so many bottles and literally the only ones that worked were the man ones. They were the only yeah. bottles that worked in the end. But I think I was still breastfeeding. I started off not breastfeeding him in the day because... I could easily distract him so we took away the day feeds first and then Mm. 
I was testing him with bottles and stuff in the day and he just wouldn't take to them. And I think it's because he knew he was still getting milk later and or he still thought he was going to get breastfed breastfed I don't know but then after a few days once he realized he wasn't getting getting it in the day anymore he just took to the bottle like I think he thought well this is all I'm getting so I'm gonna have to <laughs> so, he done good. that and then I literally fed him to sleep still for like an extra month because yeah. I couldn't get him to sleep any other way then um yeah. and then we slowly came off that and I just gave him a bottle before bed, but I just went straight over to cow's milk. I didn't do formula or anything like that. Oh, yeah, old for that. I find, oh my God, I'm saving so much money on um, cow's milk and not formula. It's changed my life. Because actually, Rachel, yeah. you won't know, formula is literally four pounds a bottle and you buy like, I used to have to buy like three bottles, three bottles, no, like a bo- two bottles a day. It was ridiculous. Well, it's because mine and Daisy, yeah. it, like Flo and Sav, they would never have powder. Sav wouldn't have powder either, would never. she? Like, she stank she stank when she had ate that ate that yeah, drank that so like, I, it would make Flo really sick so she would always have like the pre-made bottles which are yeah like four pounds yeah. easily one like, day I'm gonna get her into cow's milk soon because she's almost a year not really sure I'm gonna do it in the next so I found the transition so easy I'm so happy about it and then, and then yeah. like like Sab has literally one bottle of milk when she goes to bed and that's it now and she just like milk is just not in, really in our lives anymore which is really great and just so much easier but I don't know is Luca kind of like how how much does he have so when I first gave up breastfeeding he was having bottles he was literally having like four to five nine ounce bottles a day like oh, a lot wow. oh, literally a lot like that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of full fat cow's milk like he was getting so big as well I thought oh my god <laughs> but now but now he only has one before bed now but I think yeah. it, that was out of guilt I just felt like I needed to give him like his usual feed <laughs> no that makes sense because you said it was his comfort so I can imagine why it was just not something you would give him a lot like I yeah. totally get that yeah but I no it's only not... now how does he how come he doesn't have a comforter? Was that like a reason for that? Or did he just, because I can't imagine Sab not having her little elephant that I give her. <laughs> like, does he just He's sleep just in never, room? ever taken to anything. Like, he just, yeah. just, I, literally nothing. He That's just won't. I love it. That's the same as Flo. Like, she has all these, like, cuddly toys, but she doesn't really have, like, some days she'll want one more than the other when she's playing or something, but she's never been that interested to want to snuggle up to one or anything. There's yeah. She's that yeah. attached to. Yeah, that's the same with him. There's literally never been anything. I tried a comforter um, when I was weaning him off um, breast milk and it just it just didn't work. Like, he didn't care for it and I just thought I can't bother. Yeah. So he's fine. He's so good now. Like, I literally just take him up to bed. I read him a story, um, give him his bottle and I'll walk out and, like, he falls asleep and does it all by himself, whatever. Like, I don't have to even stay in the room anymore. He's changed so much. I can't believe. He's gone... He was cluster feeding, literally, when he was 12 mm. months old, he was on my boob 24-7 like a newborn baby. Oh, so I'm so surprised that he easily came off it and went on to cow's milk. But Wow. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe there's something in like that a baby matures when a, like, a younger sibling comes. I don't know. Like, does he kind of, maybe he's just aware that like he needs to be a bit more independent. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It was so weird. But apparently your breast milk tastes nicer when you're pregnant because it gets sweeter. Really? So it's actually harder to wean them off. Oh my god! Um, why you've managed to do it. Like that? <laughs> I don't know because he got addicted when I was pregnant. Like he was obsessed with it because it was so sweet. Yeah, yeah, like honey. And yeah, 
and was that a bit like for you like I feel a bit I don't know I just did you feel a bit touched out almost because especially then as you're you get more and more pregnant I feel like I couldn't even imagine breastfeeding a baby and being heavily pregnant as well I did get like there was times that I would get frustrated with it and I I love it like I loved breastfeeding him but like when he had like all his teeth and everything and I'm heavily pregnant like I literally felt like I had like a grown man on me literally like it was it didn't it didn't feel cute anymore like it didn't and I know that people that breastfeed past 12 months and they love it and whatever and I get it like I probably still would be breastfeeding if I didn't get pregnant to be honest because I'd be too scared to transitioning probably but it it was horrible like literally I felt like I was feeding like a squirrel or something like it was was, was awful (laughs) he used his teeth so much and because I was pregnant I was like easily agitated and it used to agitate me a bit um so yeah And then I guess you'd regret like being, you know, you get like I find when I get agitated or frustrated at Sav and I'm like, stop, or like I want to shout at her, then you feel so guilty like two seconds after. So I bet it was so weird, like, yeah, feeling like wanting to shout at him while he's breastfeeding. So like he's just breastfeeding. <laughs> What's Luca like now, obviously, that Bella's here and that you're feeding Bella? Does he show oh, yeah. you towards that or? Is he not bothered now? Because he's kind of... He's literally forgotten all about it. Like, he's not bothered at all. He just has his little disco by himself, doesn't he? I just see him having his disco. Yeah, he literally, he literally (laughs) is in a world of his own. Literally. He does not take notice of anything. But he's forgotten all about it. Like, afterwards, I still had to, like, hide my chest because if he saw any of my boobs, he would just go mad and start crying. But now, like, I can literally have a bath of him and he just won't even look at them. Like, he just doesn't care. He's just forgotten. They forget things so quickly. Um, that's, that's why they say it's harder to stop when they're past 15 months because, like, I think they get more attached and it's harder for them to forget. So I'm yeah. kind of glad yeah. I've done it a bit earlier. But, yeah, he's just totally forgotten. And Bottles is comfort now, so. Good. And then how is breastfeeding is Bella like did Bella take easily to the breast because it sounds like you have a really easy like breastfeeding you know journey oh in that God, way just straight away was so easy like so oh, easy and, and I got no pain because I think that's because like my nipples were used to it like I'd been feeding for ages anyway so it wasn't like unusual um yeah. so I got no pain or anything she fed like re- she fed like short but she only for like 10 minutes but she'd get so much because she was such a good feeder and then she wouldn't feed for another like three hours yeah I just she wasn't on me all the time and it was just much easier and she's literally slept through the night since birth so I literally don't feed in the night either yeah we were saying she just seems like such a calm baby and always I see on your stories does she like sleep in until like half nine that is like the joy she sleeps until about nine ten yeah literally oh my god she needs I know but she did the other day she was up at five the other day I think she's teething and I was just like what is going on and people probably saw my story like I get up at five every day like why are you complaining when you're not used to it yeah when you're when you're not you're the only one it happens it's even like it's worse because it feels like you're it feels like you're up in the middle of the night like if you're used to it you expect it it was does luca Luca like a lion as well yeah yeah his seven is him seven yeah oh seven's a nice time to wake up like that's because you're not gonna like 
yeah you, you this doesn't fill it in the Wow, I just I feel like what it sounds like you've got yourself into like such a nice routine and like a really good groove with both of them. And I'm just it's it's really impressive actually because like during a lockdown especially, like you guys just seem like every everyone's kind of like doing what they should and it like your day to day seems okay. Yeah, Do you find like your day to day is like quite enjoyable like super and you know what you're doing? Anything, but they have their days. Fine. There's always like one day in the week that they're absolutely horrendous. And I don't know why. It's just always one day in the week. And um yeah like where they just won't nap and they're just moany and clingy and when two are being clingy towards you and you like you can't go to one of them it's just yeah. so hard like yeah, that's my worry it's just when they both need you at the same time you have this in store as well you've got to look forward to that yeah will be well Flo will be a tiny she'll be about 18 months when this baby is here um which is yeah. older but still young and that is one of my main like what do you do when they both need you does Luca kind of get it now can you sort of keep him distracted Luca isn't very needy like he just like he is in a world of his own like when I say that he gets literally crazy like he will just sit by himself for like literally about three hours just doing (laughs) something odd or just playing and he doesn't doesn't pester me for anything but Bella always wants to be on me like when she was first born she would just lay and go to sleep and stuff but now she's more awake she just always wants to be with me yeah and yeah whereas he just doesn't mind like he just gets on he's that's perfect perfect because you've got one who needs you and one who's just chilling and then like you've got that's the perfect dynamic like and yeah how amazing is that yeah it's good if they were both that way I just don't know what I would do it would be harder but they do have their day like especially when he's teething and stuff and he's needy and and stuff like that that's hard um because they're both a bit clingy but yeah, he, he's good. Like, he doesn't really like a tantrum. He's not really naughty. Like, he's oh my God. He is good. I'm feeling tantrums at the moment, and it's, like, probably the hard... I would actually say it's the hardest part of being a parent, when they just <laughs> decide they're going to have a tantrum and throw their head back and scream. And it, it always happens when I'm in the middle of the street, and I just want to die, because I know that people aren't judging oh. me, but, like, you know when you're just walking down the street and you look like you've like I feel like people think I've kidnapped this child or something and they're like the can't child hates me and I'm like oh my god I promise this is my child like so I'm just if you if he doesn't have tantrums I'm you're lucky and count your that, blessings that was literally me today in the park like Flo was so happy in the swing but we've been swinging for ages and it was time to go home and have some lunch and then I tried to take her out of the swing and put her in the pram oh my god like like a fish out of water like <laughs> so bad um but anyway moving on we really wanted to talk to you about co-sleeping because we've seen from your instagram um from your stories that you co-sleep with your children and I feel like lots of us have co-slept like at least once in our lives but I feel like it's something that's not really talked about much so we'd love to talk about it and just find out if it's something that you've always done or yeah just a bit more about it yeah so I didn't well first with Luca I didn't plan to co-sleep or anything like that I didn't really know anything about it but I had one of the like um snooze pod things next to the bed and he just wouldn't sleep in it um he would just want to be in my bed all the time um so I like would put mini sleepy head in my bed I know people are gonna like hate me for that because I know so many people are against sleepy heads and then sleeping in them but it worked for him and then he slowly came out of that and then right next to me and I think it's when you're breastfeeding as well, like it's just convenient because you don't really have to wake up. Like you can be half yeah. asleep and just feed them. Um, but he, yeah, he wouldn't sleep in the cot. Whereas, so we've always co-slept like since 
he was born. Yeah. With Bella, she sleeps in her cot fine, like the next to my bed cot. But there is some mornings that she'll just creep in and sleep with us as well. But she mainly sleeps in the cot next to us because she prefers it and she sleeps all night. So I don't want to disturb her. But yeah, me and Luca, we I just don't think I could get him out of my bed now. Like I think it'll be me who misses him more. Like I just love having yeah. having it. But I yeah. feel like you might be this. Are there there are benefits to it, right? Or like I'm sure it's been recommended in some ways, co-sleeping. Yeah, there's so many benefits to it. It's like it controls their temperature. So if they get too hot or if they get too cold, your body changes to either heat them up or cool them down, like things like that. It's crazy. Like um and it stops them from growing up with anxiety and things like that there's like different things that yeah. it helps with it's it's so many things and it is strange because like every other mammal sleeps with their baby but right. we don't yeah I don't, so know, cool. I don't know why I feel like there's just weirdly some stigma around it when if you actually exactly. feel the safe sleep guidelines it's perfectly safe to co-sleep I feel like I don't know maybe that's why it's not really talked about because like I definitely I did it when Flo was really little a couple of times when she was just really unsettled especially at the beginning when she just would not go in her snooze pod um Um, now she just like she just would get too excited I don't think she'd actually fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) she wants to be on her own which is sad um but I feel like yeah like it's something that most of us have done but I don't ever really see people talk about it like if I had to think of someone on Instagram who I know talks about it there's you and one other person one other mum but that's kind of it which is strange to me because I feel like like I said because they frighten you so much in hospital like they frighten you about so much I remember before I left like them telling me all these things that can happen like like, he's gonna die and stuff like that if I do it and I just thought what only dangerous if say you've been drinking or like um you're uh, you know like some people like have like they flip out in their sleep and stuff like that I don't know if you're a dangerous sleeper you like drink and you're smoking yeah. and things like that then it's dangerous but like if you can co-sleep safely like I don't know yeah. like cot is just in the bed as well um so yeah she does she comes in for a feed at about six in the morning and then okay. she just spends the rest of the morning in there but she does sometimes she does but some but most of the time she she likes being in the snooze pod next to us so she just stays there but we are all together still like she's just yeah how the hell do you all fit in there <laughs> It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a squeeze. Luke is the worst sleeper ever. Like the worst. He starfishes everywhere. <laughs> we wanted to talk about tiny tums, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is Rachel's subscription-based weaning online membership which has a big bank of recipes and she shares new ones on it weekly I think I joined when Flo was about seven months old and I love it I think it's definitely made my weaning journey a lot more fun we just wanted to ask you (laughs) okay thank you for all the (laughs) wanted to ask you what kind of sparked you to set it up was it when you were weaning Luca that you got the idea or is cooking something that you've always been interested in so I've always cooked but I never like loved it or anything like that and I never used to like cook loads of things for myself but it's after having Luke and I was weaning him I really enjoyed it and I would just post all the time on my stories like what he was having for breakfast lunch dinner um and so many people were interested and they were asking me to post more so I just kept doing it and and then people were like you should do an ebook or something and I didn't really like the idea of writing a book 
Um, yeah. I never, I never turn to a book myself. Like I, if I'm going to cook mm-hmm. something, I just go on my phone. Um, yes. I'm not going to like go through a book. So I thought, is there a different way I can do it? Um, so then I thought I'll do it online do like a website but then I got scared and I was like but what if I make something and something bad happens like someone's baby like chokes or something is it my fault (laughs) like is that my fault and so I thought no I don't I don't want to be a part of that like I don't want to be held responsible for whatever but then one of my friends was like no you need to do this like you're really good at it just do it and I thought okay I'm gonna do it and I just researched it um and made sure it was all safe and that I put that right ages on and stuff like that Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just went from there. So I had people who wanted it before I started it. So it's like, I kind of knew I was going to get sales and I knew people were going to join up. Um, And I didn't know that it was going to like have this many people signed up and that many followers so quickly. Cause it's only been like, I started it at the first lockdown. Oh wow, really? Yeah, it was was actually a really good time. It wasn't actually on purpose, but because it was lockdown, everyone was like, okay, let's start baking. And so, so many people were signing up. (laughs) So lockdown one was actually quite good for me because it got me on my tail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How much it's grown in not long, like less than a year. I thought I've had it for a lot longer. That's amazing. And then it took over like the amount of followers I had on my own profile profile and I was like what the hell like I'm like why a lot of you over me taking <laughs> no but like, I couldn't believe it and then um yeah it's just where it's now it hasn't even been a year yet I'm just surprised that it's because actually... you put a lot of work into it so you totally deserve it I'm I'm so impressed with how much effort you put in and that actually leads yeah. to our question which is I know people always say this but Tell us how you actually fit it in around the kids. Like, what is your, do you have certain hours you allocate or do you just do it, like run and do it when they're asleep? So the good thing about it is it involves them. So I am cooking lunch and dinner for them regardless. So it's just, I put a bit more effort in and I make something that's going to go on the website. So I'll be doing that anyway. The cooking part I would be doing anyway. So that's no different. It's more like the admin part. I have to squeeze in, like in the evenings, at night time, in and that do you, time. Do it all yourself. Like you upload everything yourself, and obviously, it's, you create all the recipes. All me. I have help now with like the customer service side with emails and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it's literally writing it up, taking the photos, doing everything. It's just me. I'm a bit of a control freak. Like I don't trust anyone else. Yeah, of course. yeah I guess. It's, it's like like you said, it's less than a year. Like it's still kind of your baby. It's still like a startup in that way. Isn't yeah. It? And I just, yeah, I just don't think I could trust someone else. And, and I always think like, what's going to happen when I go on holiday or something? Like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to have to have it already and just be uploading. But... That hasn't even happened yet, has it, obviously? Because it's only been since... Um... Yeah. Yeah. But then did you not give yourself like some sort of oh, what, like maternity leave in any way? Like, did you have a week off, like surely? I had like, before she was born, I got like lots of stuff I could post that following yeah. week. But I think I started working back on it like a week after she was born. It used to be five recipes a week. But since Bella came, it's gone down to about three because I just can't right. fit in five anymore. No. <laughs> Um, and what did you do before for a job? Like, did you kind of, did you have a job and then left for maternity leave and then never went back and like decided to do this instead? Or how did that work? So I've always had like office jobs, like customer mm-hmm. service, things like that. Nothing interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And I literally left, um, left for maternity leave. And 
I just decided like I'm I'm not going back like I just I don't yeah. know I just, I just couldn't eat like the thought of work made me feel sick yeah. like, I hate working I'm not gonna lie like I hate it like mm. office I just hated my job and I just thought I just yeah. don't want to go there and miss out on all this time with Luca for something I don't even like doing yeah I hear you how do you actually, like me and Daisy, I mean, I follow your recipes, but we're not the most creative cooks ourselves. And we're always kind of like trying to bounce ideas off <laughs> each other, dinners and things to make. But like, how do you even think of all the ideas? Like, I just wouldn't even be able to. So, yeah, this is what my mum said to me. Because my mum was like, what's going to happen when you run out of ideas? Like, what are you going to upload? <laughs> And I thought, I'm not going to run out of ideas, but there's always something like sometimes I'll just be shopping, yeah, and I'll I'll just see stuff and I'll think, oh my god, that would work, and I just go home and I try it, and sometimes it fails and it doesn't make it, and yeah. but most of the time it's fine. Um, and as well, like I go through a lot of cookbooks for like adult recipes, um, yeah. and I just I change them and I take away the salt, the sugar, and I just switch around some ingredients, and then I make it maybe in like more of a finger food or something like that and I get a lot of inspiration from like adult meals um just make kid friendly sort of thing um but or yeah or it's just like a random idea but there has been some like atrocious ones that I've tasted horrendous <laughs> that have not made it do you get do you get Luca to taste test them <laughs> yeah so I taste test them then someone else taste test them so it'd be like my oh. friend my sister or my mom and then yeah. Luca taste test them but at the moment, Luke is being fussy, so he's doing my head in. So his his vote does not count at the moment. He's fired. <laughs> he's not predicting that job anymore. Um, but then, what, you know how you said at the beginning, you worried when you first started about the safety guidelines and stuff. So, like, now, do you have something in place for that? Or do you just, like, because I've seen that you have posted stuff before that's, like, I think you're really good at your research when it comes to that. So are you just, like, really on top of it and you make sure that you know what you're sort of selling and what you're saying? Yeah, so I'm now studying to be a children's, um, um, well, my, my mind's gone blank, <laughs> nutritionist, a nutritionist, wow, like dietitian. So I'm studying, awesome. I'm start, I don't even know what I'm studying for, like my mind's going blank. So yeah, <laughs> I'm doing that, so I'm learning a lot. Um, but also I have to have like terms and conditions, obviously, if anything happens, like yeah. it's not useful yeah. because everything I have put on there is actually suitable for them ages. Like, I research every food, like for example, if it has sweet corn in, like I can't, it has to be for eight months plus, just even though a six month wow. old could probably eat it. I think we can actually move on. This makes me sad because I'm having such a good time, but we can actually move on to our last question um, last question Rachel is can you please give us any advice that you would give to any mums who are listening to have a support group like to have your own support group so mm. for me it's Charlotte and Rachel like I know a lot of mums will know yeah. them yeah. um and literally they have made it so much easier for me like Aww. we help each other so much like so so much with everything with breastfeeding like Rachel is literally like the breastfeeding guru like that's the reason Charlotte's still breastfeeding now like she's getting on so well with it um Charlotte just adds in so much humor like it can literally she is so funny cheer us up Charlotte lives close by um Rachel doesn't yeah. she lives in Northern Ireland so she's so far um oh, but we we um we talk every day, like literally every day. We've been talking since the babies were like a few months old. We are planning yeah. to all meet up, just can't at the moment. But literally, yeah. 
that would be my main bit of advice like get yourself a support group because I can vent them I can pitch them about anything I they can help me with so much stuff like we just talk all day long and vent to each other and even if we don't agree on things like we just I don't know yeah it's just it's just the best thing ever like it gets me through like stressful days and stuff so even if it's like family members friends I don't know your partner whatever just make sure like you have good support there because that I wouldn't be able to do it literally without them I wouldn't be able to do it like literally they do so much to help that me. is good advice that is actually such good advice because that's not- tiny, tiny tums like probably about 20 percent of the ideas and things actually comes from them too like they help me out so much with it I hope they get a salary but no that's good advice because literally you're right like I mean like I did the only mum friend I have in real life is Anna and I, I it's the same thing it's just the smallest thing it's so nice to be able to even say like oh my god Sav won't eat her pasta like that's it's just nothing but it's so important to have someone that you can like vent to like that I think yeah. that is and that that like that can co- go like translate to any mom who's got a newborn or who's pregnant or whatever it is like you you having a support group is important for any single parent so yeah, great advice if you have like if you're worrying and you think I don't have any friends with kids like but no one to relate yeah. to like you will you can meet people online like I did not even know yeah. these girls before and we yeah. are so so close now and literally like you just just speak to people just make sure you speak yeah. to other mums you just yeah. you I can't imagine doing it without speaking to other mums like I'd go and say especially mums I think also in our um kind of like age category or sort of like you know on social media who are in their 20s like us that's what really helps yeah. me because otherwise like I feel like there is a slight difference you know between like our own mums who are like in their 40s 50s to being our age and trying to navigate social media and parenting and being a younger woman so yeah, that is another older mums is jarring sometimes like my mum <laughs> she has such different advice to me and like, I'm just like you don't understand you don't and half of it she doesn't even remember I'm like well, did they teep at this age she's like I can't remember I can't remember and I'm just like on that note we want to say thank you so much we have loved having you on and yeah just thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us and for anyone who doesn't already follow you on Instagram can you just let everyone know what your Instagram username is it's (laughs) I don't know you have to spell it out well they know how to spell it but just say Rachel Sutton (laughs) R-A-C-H R-U-T-T-O-N. Like they're gonna no one's gonna remember that. But yeah. Tiny Tom recipes. Go fly. Now Right. I think No one asked you to spell. I don't know what you're doing. People always spell my name A E L. So, like, I feel like I have to spell it because. Right, guys, Rachel Stratton, Tiny Tums Recipes. That's that. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and we are going to go. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're not already, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Our username is Becoming Mama Pod. And also, we would love to hear from you and hear your story. If you'd like to be a guest, email becomingmamapod at gmail.com. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Talk, Talk to you soon. soon.